0: Okay, I'm officially old.
1: (laughs) Welcome to episode three of Sense and Senseless. We
0: suck, and it's been forever since we've talked to you guys. (laughs) We are so, so sorry. But we hope that you saw some of our posts on social media about how we were in the depths of moving, which... If any of you have moved recently, you understand that it's essentially hell on earth. Yeah, so you might
1: have seen that Courtney and I are no longer roommates. So sad. But
0: we are onward and upward into new chapters, which are exciting for both of us. Essentially, we just have this podcast, so we're forced to still hang out with each other and be friends. (laughs) We have to see each other at least once a week. So we're going to do our best to continue having regular episodes from this point forward, and we do apologize for the delay, but we appreciate those of you who have come back.
1: If you haven't listened to us in a
0: while, our last episode was about education, the cost of higher education, and what its value was. Is it really worth it? That was kind of the big question that we posed to our viewers, and I think for the most part, the consensus was that their educational opportunities were valuable, but there were definitely a few people who have degrees that they are not working in.
1: And I think the important thing is that we just mostly touched on also other opportunities and um, paths for people, which I don't think we really talk about that much.
0: Exactly. So check that
1: out. That's episode two, because this is three. <laughs> I know it's been a while, but this is like a- three weeks, I think. <laughs> but this oh. is episode three.
0: Yes. And so, for episode three, we have the alluring topic of mean girls.
1: (laughs) So Courtney and I did a little research on this, and by us, I mean Courtney did a little research on this. (laughs) Um, And the conclusion that we came to is
0: Mean Girls. It's a great movie, but not a great way to live. And I would say that the vast majority of women would be able to find situations or scenarios in their life where... They have both been the victim and the perpetrator of mean girlness. We are all mean girls at some point. (laughs) Yes. And so kind of what we want to talk about today is what is a mean girl and how you can kind of work around a mean girl and then situations where we found ourselves either being the victim or the perpetrator of those behaviors. I think just having a deeper understanding of
1: mean girls in general will maybe make us all feel a little bit better.
0: Yeah, a lot of the articles I found referred to Like, adult mean girls is relational aggression. Like, that's the term that they were using to define it. Um, I think mean girl is catchier. (laughs) But, sure, relational aggression. Um, The articles also stated that mean girls tend to act out of jealousy or insecurity. They project themselves as being all-powerful or dominant, and that they tend to pick people that they assume are less confident, which isn't always the case. But... That's just their assumption. They kind of want that easy prey. Um, She will often use her words as weapons by gossiping, belittling, or giving the silent treatment. She tends to come across as overly competitive with other women. Um, The research said that a lot of the times that this is because women already assume that they have far less opportunities in comparison to men. And so that's kind of where it can stem from. And then mean girls will also tend to ostracize their victims by excluding them from activities, spreading rumors, boycotting their ideas, or attempting to embarrass them in front of others. Wow. I know. It just sounds like pretty horrific. It sounds like girls have a lot of issues. (laughs) I think that that's probably true. I
1: think a lot of people have a lot of issues, but...
0: Yes. But I think something that has been just very interesting is we're in this era where there is a lot of like m- more like build up the next woman and support each other and all this different stuff. And yet you still see women constantly tearing each other down. Yeah. I feel like sometimes
1: even more so than, than men, women themselves are some of our biggest obstacles. And I've seen so many women be so much worse to other women than they really need to be. And I'm not always really sure where that comes from or why. Cause like, you had mentioned, you do see so much of, like, girl power, which I think is great, but at the same time, how can we really say that when we also are the first to blame people when somebody cheats? We always blame the other woman, or we blame the woman when something doesn't go right and in a relationship. And Yeah, and it's really unfortunate, because I think together we are a very strong group Mm. of individuals, but... Yes. So, Courtney... Speaking of mean girls, have you ever
0: been in a position where you've been the victim of a mean girl? To be honest, I think I've been pretty fortunate, at least in my later adult years, that I, I act like I'm super ancient. But <laughs> just like in my, yeah, I mean, I guess I would say Did like. you know that you're 34? <sighs> don't remind me. I'm not Jessica, OK? We'll get to love is blind later. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness. I think that I have been pretty fortunate. The couple of times where I have sort of maybe, I don't even know that it's like necessarily true mean girl behavior. It's just a couple different work experiences, not where I'm working now, but at other places that i had been before, I just felt like there were a lot of clicks Mm -hmm. and it was just really hard to kind of break into those and you would sort of feel the behaviors of people not including you in lunch or being like, oh yeah, we're all going and doing this thing and you're standing right there and there's no invitation and I'm not above being, if it's something I really want to do, to be like, hey, I'd love to come. But at the same time, my whole mentality is just like, if there's one person who is not involved in the group and then there's five people talking about something, the five should kind of step up and include the one person. Right. I shouldn't have to like assert myself because it does feel awkward. Yep. Um, the The most recent like, and then again, I'm not saying that this is like these people were truly trying to be mean to me. As I was at an exercise class and we got put in small groups and the three girls knew each other and I didn't know anyone. Literally like they didn't even ask my name. And they were just like chit chatting with each other. And I felt so awkward the whole time. And it, And I like finally was just like, by the way, I'm Courtney. <laughs> yeah.
1: I hate being in any environment where it's, you're going in and you might know one of, like you might know the host, right? Yeah. And then you're expected to like socialize Mingle. with this group of people, but none of them ever seem to have the desire to ever want to interact with you or like, make an effort with you. Right. And that's the most uncomfortable I'm in in social when I'm in social situations. I hate being put in that position. And
0: I'm kind of the opposite. Like I thrive in those situations. Like I used to joke that I could like make friends with a tree because it, if you put me in a situation, and you're like hey go talk to these people that was like my bread and butter I'm like yes I'm gonna make and I would I would mingle with everyone by Mm -hmm. the end of it everybody knew who I was and I didn't need them to like help me out but and sir I don't know what it is about like workout situations maybe it's because I don't feel as confident in that area but it just was super uncomfortable like I just felt like these three girls were like best friends they didn't really want me to be in their group but here I was in their group and they just had zero interest in making it feel welcoming or friendly to me yeah. and it was it was just like okay i'll just go over here drink I'll some be water in, I'll be
1: in my own group Today yeah i don't have
0: wine and i'm working out right i know i'm going to start putting wine in my water That's bottle I mean, for like- that would probably be like the couple experiences that i can think of just kind of like not being included in different yeah. things or not feeling like people care to get to know you and maybe they don't right like plenty of people their motto is no new friends I don't understand that motto I think it's just really exclusionary and silly
1: well and I have I'm the type of person that has like friends from a lot of different groups of people so I kind of bounce around from group to group so for me it's
0: very very
1: confusing when I see people like that yeah but uh, I mean I get it I guess because some people really build into the fact that they only really want like a small small group of close friends
0: I still think you can be polite though. Yeah, like exactly. that's, that's kind of the point. Like I'm not asking you to be my best friend. It's you hard know? enough to
1: make friends as an adult. Like why do we have to make it more difficult for each other?
0: Yeah. And I feel like I really try to go out of my way to not be like that. So mm-hmm. like if the reverse, it was like me and two of my close friends at a workout, I would totally be like, what's your name? Oh, what yep. part of town do you live in? Do you come here that often? Like, oh, we should be in a group more often. That's just my personality. Yeah.
1: It's not hard to just be courteous and, like, put yourself out there because you never know who you're going to meet, and maybe you will end up meeting someone who becomes a really close friend, and maybe not, and that's okay.
0: Right. But have you had any experiences where you've been the victim of a mean girl? Yeah, I've had a lot, actually. One particularly bad
1: one. So I was – when I was in college, I did struggle a little bit to make friends, and I had a really good friend from high school. And, I mean, I hung out with this girl, like, all the time. We – We're both in um, post-secondary education, which is essentially where we're taking college courses instead of going to high school classes. Mm -hmm. So we were, like, we would carpool to classes, we would have lunch together while we were, like, seniors, and we went to school, and she just had this, like, kind of strange idea in her head that she needed to go to college and make entirely new groups of people, and she didn't want to be the person who only hung out with her high school friends when she went to college, Mm -hmm. and... So she really didn't want to have a whole lot to do with me. Slowly but surely, like, I kind of embedded myself into the group of friends that she had had and, like, weirdly, like, had to prove my worth. And then, like, basically almost took her, like, dying one night that she was just like, oh man, you're like a really good friend and I should keep you around. And I should have taken that as like kind of a warning sign because I ended up moving in with her and a couple of her friends after our freshman year. They were just always unnecessarily mean to me. And I mean, they were kind of back and forth. I just felt like if anything went wrong, it was always my fault. And they would make comments like I'd come back from the gym and I wouldn't be wearing a shirt or something. Like I would be in like, Leggings and a sports bra, and they would look at me and be like, Stop showing off. I'm like, You just like asked me a question. I walked out to answer your question. Jill,
0: yeah, like, I'm, I'm in I'm, my house, right? Like, I'm not, and also. What? The frequency of me actually wearing pants in my, pla- in my residence or something. Yeah. Or like just running around in my sports bra. Like I live here.
1: But also who cares? Like, <laughs> right. Now I've walked around in a sports bra like in public because it's comfortable, especially if I'm work- actively working out, like right. outdoors. Like I don't see what the big deal is. Um, but the worst, I think that kind of the culmination of it all um, happened over the summer in between us moving from our apartment into a house And I'm kind of that tech person for all of my friends. And I always, like, fix everything that's wrong with whatever they've got going on. And it was no different back then. And at the time, we had had a group me back before iPhone really
0: did not super well.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so my friend, something was wrong with it, and she asked me to fix it. And so I was in this one group chat with all of them, and I'm, like, you know, looking at this app. She asked me to fix it and I see this like group chat and in the preview of it I see my name. And so when I looked at it, it was basically like the one girl in the group who was particularly terrible to me and she would always call me Taylor Swift because she knew I didn't like her. <laughs> so she would just do it just to like irk me and uh somebody had sent a Taylor Swift gift to the group chat and somebody goes, "You, if there's a reason we haven't invited Alyssa to this group chat. Wow. And I was just like so mind-blown so I literally just like fixed it and gave her her phone back and just like never even brought it up But yeah. then after we moved in like a whole bunch of stuff went down and they were just like super disrespectful of my time my boyfriend's time at the time we ended up getting in like really into it like while we were moving into the house and I pretty much just like avoided them for the rest of the time that I lived there and decided that was kind of my final straw of mm-hmm. everything that had gone down and how that had all happened and I'm not saying I'm perfect like I'm sure that I did things that maybe they just didn't care for and we probably just weren't meant to be friends but it definitely yeah. there was a lot of insecurities that manifested in not good ways and I just think I was also treated extremely unfairly a lot of times for really no good reason yeah um so that was my experience one of them but
0: yeah. <laughs> I think I've been pretty fortunate that I've made friends with a lot of like really great girls or I just like didn't find out about some of the mean Mm -hmm. girl behaviors yeah Um, but I definitely just I think my biggest takeaway between living with women in my part of my college years and then living with men in part of my college years because I did both was just that women were not always very inclusive yeah and my guy roommates, I mean, I would come home from work and they'd be like, change your shirt. We're going out. Like we've been waiting on you. Yeah. And I mean,
1: I think I had like a similar experience because I lived with a couple different groups of women. And then I also lived with um, a group of guys for a semester and Again, like, I had a very similar experience. It was just, like, I would come home and they'd be like, come on, like, we're going to get pizza. Do you want to come? You should come. Please come. Like, yeah. we're going out. We're having people. You got to come. And I never, ever had that experience, even in the, like, variety of women that I that lived with. Like,
0: never. I think it does come down to that competitive side. I have found that not, again, not really me specifically, but I've witnessed it with other friends where – They say you and I are friends and then I introduce you to one of my friends and then I would like not want you guys to hang out without me around. Yeah. Which I think is bonkers.
1: Mm -hmm. I've definitely experienced girls like who multiple times would get so upset if like they had introduced people and they became friends. And it's just so bizarre to me because I'm the same way. Like I love when my other friends get along with my other yeah. of friends. Like it makes everything so much more fun and it makes me feel like, okay, cool. Like it's almost like validating like, yes, I've got a solid group of people because like everyone gets along whenever these odd groups of people hang out.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So let's talk maybe a little bit about times when we've been the mean girl.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there's probably more detailed times from when I was a lot younger. One time where I just like knew in the moment I am not being a good person right now was there had been a group of girls that I would slowly become friends with and there was another girl and she had kind of rubbed this group of girls the wrong way. And coming into it, I didn't really have a problem with her. I, like I had become friends with her. I'm not really the type of person who lets something, like if my girlfriend came to me and said, I don't like Jessica because she did X, Y, and Z to me. I would never be mean to Jessica. Right. It would be in the back of my mind like, hey, this person has this potential for this type of behavior, but I would never like let that influence
0: my perception of who they are. I might take a little time to get to know her before I let her in my inner circle, (laughs) but I'm not going to like be rude. Right. Yes. The only way
1: that that's going to influence is if she turns around and does something to me, right? So that ended up happening. She kind of, Threw me under the bus in a couple different ways, and I wasn't really happy about it. And I was obviously a lot younger, and this was before I really understood that there are way better ways to approach things than retaliation. So I just kind of like <laughs> joined in. And it wasn't like that I was like super outwardly mean to her, it was more of the like subtle, like, we're just gonna not include you in lunch plans, and we're mm-hmm. not gonna include you in doing this, and we're gonna like laugh about this, and we might make you feel uncomfortable. And like the entire time I was doing it, I was like, this is not right, this is this is wrong. Like I get that yeah. what she had done upset me and it hurt me. But now if I would have approached that situation, it would have been an entirely different outcome. Mm-hmm. But in that moment and in that time in my life, I was not mature enough to like understand that there are better ways to handle that.
0: Yeah. that I mean, I, I think we're all kind of capable of crappy behavior here and there. So yep. of course it's like not a proud moment, but it happened. And I think the most important thing is that you kind of learn from it and you realize that there are better ways to handle conflict than retaliation, which is huge because most people think like if you're vindictive um, or something like that, that somehow it'll make you feel better. But I think that that feeling better moment is very fleeting. Like I think it does make you feel better. I I Mm -hmm. will not minimize it at all. You do feel pretty good in that moment, but you get home and you think about how you behaved. And if that's not your character, which... For me, it's not. Yeah. Then I feel kind of sick to my stomach.
1: Well, and not only that, but it's like you don't like what somebody's done to you. So if somebody was sitting in front of you and telling you to your face, hey, you just did the exact same behavior that I did, how is that really going to make you feel? What's that outcome going to be?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's fighting fire with fire. Right. (laughs) It really just doesn't do anything other than it's like, okay, I'm burnt, you're burnt. Great. Yeah, it's
1: giving somebody else the person that wronged you in the first place who does like maybe had questionable moral behavior or didn't really care that much, just fuel to throw it back and be like, cool, well now I don't really care that I did this thing because you did this.
0: I also think what people often do is they take my wrong, which was in response. It was in response, it was after the fact, but they conveniently place it before, making it a rationalization for what they how they treated you. Like almost like they were a mind reader. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people who will be like killing people with kindness is bullshit or whatever and that's fine you can think that but I have literally watched it work
1: yeah and I I think there's a balance right it's not like you have to go out of your way to be kind to somebody there's a difference between being kind and just being an adult and being respectful towards somebody yeah
0: exactly taking a little bit of the higher road and yeah address the behavior that's actually one of the ways that they say to combat a being a mean girl is using a sort of respectful confrontation, yeah. And I was actually um, listening to Girls Got to Eat podcast on
1: gaslighting this morning, and although they were talking more primarily in relation to the opposite sex, I think it's still relevant that they actually suggested. Um, anytime somebody's kind of upsetting you, just making a note of it in a journal, and mm-hmm. then if it's a repeated habit, being able to come back to them and be like, "Hey, like I don't like when you do this, and you're be- exhibiting this behavior." And then if they're like, "Well, what are you talking about?" You have literally examples of multiple times that they've done some behavior that you really don't like, and it right. doesn't and it doesn't have to be an attack. I think there's like definitely the right way to approach doing that, but at least gives you peace of mind.
0: And I think writing it down in the moment makes it more accurate. Mm-hmm. Because how often does something happen and then I'm like, oh, I'm, I like bookmark it in my brain, right? But I don't know about you, but if I don't write something down like immediately when it happened or if I don't take a picture, then I'm going to distort the facts. Yeah, And so I can take some, some peace of mind for myself when I go into that confrontation of like, no, I wrote this down after it happened because it, it bothered me that much. Everybody
1: views a movie in a completely different way than what the person sitting next to you is. Like, we could be watching the exact same TV show, movie, whatever, and our reactions to it and our perceptions of it are completely different, even though we're sitting in the exact same room, in the exact same environment, and we're seeing the exact same thing.
0: But I also think that that's where the whole concept of action versus intention comes into play. My church, actually back in Cincinnati, had made a comment about how we judge others based on action and ourselves based on intention. And I think that this comes up so much in relationships where we are very quick to say, "But I didn't mean to do that." That like that wasn't what I intended to do. Please forgive me. And we expect the other person to just be like, "Okay, since that's not what you intended to do, it's fine." But when the same exact thing happens in reverse, we're like, "Yeah, but you did it." Yeah. Just is just taking a step back and putting your putting yourself in the other person's shoes to say, "Okay, if I were them and I did X, Y, or Z, mm-hmm. how would I perceive that right. potentially? Because, right. And maybe you have like five different ways you could perceive it. But is one of the five the way that your friend maybe took it
1: well, and I think that 's why it 's really important when you do have a really bad confrontation with somebody to reflect. I know me personally, I can be very reactionary, and the only thing that i don 't say <laughs> the <laughs> only thing that i've figured out that 's worked for me is literally taking a step back and allowing me to evaluate the situation because a lot of times in the moment i 'm not able to do that, yeah, and so it's actually going to be more beneficial for the both of us, Kind of remove yourself from the heat of the moment because. Otherwise, you're just going to be basing yourself off of your initial emotional reaction to the situation, Mm -hmm. and it's never going to end up well.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I just think people have to a lot of times realize, too, that, like, your feelings are not facts. And so something may hurt your feelings, and that is a very real thing. I'm not taking anything away from it, but it also is not a fact. Yep. Like, that person maybe did not intend to hurt you. And so if you give yourself that space to calm down and then reflect, you might be able to get to that place of like, okay, yeah, that hurt and I felt like this, but I know them and I know them well enough to know that that's not where they were going with it. Or I'm not sure if that's where they're going with it and I need to have a conversation. Yeah. And
1: I think that can come into play too with um, what we needed to talk about, which was (laughs) venting versus gossip. gossip. And I think it is really important for you to have those people in your life that you can talk to about situations. And I think there is a really big misconception over what gossip is and what venting is. I think it's like completely okay to sit down with somebody who's a close friend and say, Hey, this thing happened to me and maybe even get angry at them. Like not at them, but like in general and get everything off of your chest and out in the open and then they're able to be like hey maybe this is really not as big of a deal as you're making it and they're able to kind of see it from their perspective and give their feedback on it Mm -hmm. because something that you might in the moment think is a huge deal they're going to be like dude you're being nuts right now
0: right I think that that's I think that's really true and so many of us are quick to just kind of assume that if we hear that two people were having a conversation and we were in and maybe my name was involved in it that they were doing so with you know malice or ill intent and and whatnot and that's often not really the case like I like to believe the best in people and for me to think that somebody is never going to talk about me behind my back quote-unquote is absurd I have pissed off people. I have hurt people's feelings. I have said and done things that have harmed people that I hold close to me or people that I don't know or like or whatever the case might be. And so people are going to talk about me. But I think... I. I can have the expectation for those people that I call friends that they're not just talking about me for the sake of talking. Right. Right? So you're not just cutting me down or making comments like, did you see that she, that picture she posted? Oh, did you hear that she's doing this? If it has nothing to do with your life, then why are you bringing it up? Well, and I think there's a difference also just
1: between like going behind someone's back and saying, oh, this person – well, first of all, just making up something that's entirely untrue well, or right. making an ins- assumption off of something else that they had seen and then turning around and spreading that. Yes. Versus you being in the moment, you actively participating in an environment, in a situation with somebody else, and then turning you as a participant of whatever that action is, turning around and talking about it with somebody else mm-hmm. in a way of I am. you're coming from a positive intention right going back to intentions versus actions i'm uncomfortable with the situation that just happened i care about that situation i want to figure out a way to make that situation
0: better or even i just need to complain about it for a hot minute because i don't know what to do or i don't don't know what to think because it's going to make
1: me feel better like i need to feel better about this situation because this person does matter to me right and i care about what the outcome of this situation is and right now i'm not feeling good about it
0: yes I think the reality is a way that we can kind of give perceived mean girls less power in our life is number one, learning that we cannot and should not be invited to everything and kind of being okay with that. And then kind of also understanding that when somebody does kind of cross the line and maybe they, we have heard that they are talking about us and whatnot of looking at what the scenario was did I perhaps do something that could have been offensive to that person and they needed a, a safe space that they could talk about that? The reality is they're actually doing something that's really healthy because they don't want to blow up on me. Or they weren't in a in a, the mindset to be able to confront me on what was going on. Or maybe they ended up coming to the conclusion it wasn't worth confronting. Right. So why should I be mad? That's let, our- that, let that person come to you because
1: most likely they're going to, if it's that bad of a situation where they're turning around and talking about it, they're probably going to come to you at some point and be like, "Hey, we should probably talk about this." If they're somebody who values you and who is approaching
0: um, so relationships, <laughs> yes,
1: relationships in a positive way, in a mature yeah. way, right? So let them come to you. If you're still feeling really, really uncomfortable about it, then maybe bring it up. Be like, "Hey, you know, I heard this, and I re- it made me realize X, Y,
0: and Z." Yeah, I think that that's so true, and I think we're quick to assume. Um, that just because it didn't that we didn't catch it as being off-putting that like nobody else should be offended and I mean, I, I also would say too that people need to work on being less offended because <laughs> th- the cancel culture and like the offended culture that we have going on right now like makes me just want to like straight jump through a brick wall. I think what makes somebody a mean girl is when they intentionally exclude people because they want to hurt them and they want to ostracize them. And they make it obvious that they're excluding that person yeah. to
1: said person that they're excluding.
0: Right. It's like they're inviting like Tammy from like down the street who we've never hung out with opposed to like your roommate that's kind of bizarre right Right. so it's like if we're having like a gathering and there's a person that nobody is you know very close with and they're there but I'm not you're having a meet up with 15 people and it's like I'm sorry I can't invite you because (laughs) some people are like upset about it if
1: we invite one more person it's like is one more person really gonna make a difference yeah
0: And I think it's great when people want to have more one-on-one time with their friends. There are some times where like, that's what I want to do. I just want to like hang out with my best friend and have like that quality time because let's be honest, there are going to be things that she and I talk about in greater depth when it's just the two of us than we will if even one extra person is included. And so it's not personal to people when we kind of set that time aside. The the confusion, there's just different perception, right? It's Especially people who are really anxious or
1: they've had past traumas where they've been excluded. And Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, like I am really anxious and like that stuff can get in your head really, really easily. Yeah. And I think even just being that person and having that self-awareness to approach someone if you are in that situation, you're, I've never been offended if somebody's responded in that way. Or if I've called someone out and been like, Hey, like this isn't cool. I've never been upset by their response. Very, very rarely. And for me, it's just kind of like that self-assurance that, okay, cool, this isn't actually about me. And like, it's just a reminder for me to step outside of myself and to not get so in my head and take everything so personally. Right. Because I think it is really easy to internalize things like that. And a lot of times it has absolutely nothing to do with you.
0: I know the number of times people would be like, oh, I just didn't think to call. Or I think like most of what we're talking about in this topic is obviously with the people who it's like, they know that they have said to one another, like, we're not inviting Alyssa. I would guarantee that almost always, unless there was somebody, something severely wrong with said person,
1: mm-hmm. that it's going to be a lot of group think mentality, and it's going to be just a lot of people being like, huh, yeah, why are we excluding this person? That doesn't really make a yeah. What has she ever done to me? And I think it just literally takes one person to question why something like that is happening.
0: Yeah, that actually makes me think of maybe a time when I was like, the mean girl, <laughs> um, it wasn't necessarily like I wasn't like the Regina George, I was more of like what's the other girl? Yeah, I was like Gretchen Wieners. Um, so I was just a sidekick, but essentially, I had like hey,
1: Gretchen is not just a sidekick, okay? I know
0: her dad was the inventor of the toaster strudel, okay? <laughs> These are very valuable things, but I I was had met a few girls and we really a couple of us really kicked it off and so there was a, a handful that were very close and I happened to become pretty close with a couple of them and they didn't really want to invite the one girl to, I think it was like once a month that we would get together really, but they just were kind of like, yeah, she's like one of our really best friends, but she can just be a lot and we feel like we're with her all the time and and I wasn't particularly close to her. So it was kind of like, We just didn't invite her and in hindsight I sort of feel like that was probably mean girl behavior because I'm sure that it did bother her. I'm sure when she saw pictures of us together or you know posts about us being together it was probably like but wait why am I not included because she's so close to some of the other people in the group and it, I didn't really feel like it was my decision but I and I also understood where some of the girls were coming from because part of why her and I weren't as close is just like our personalities didn't click as well. I mean in mm-hmm. fact she didn't really like me at first and like that's fine like her and I are fine now but like she, she straight up told me like she was like y- you took some warming up to
1: do." <laughs> Listen and- some of my best friends in life have been some of the people i have straight up and down just hated when I first met and thought they were the weirdest people on <laughs> earth. Like,
0: it can happen.
1: Yeah. Like almost all of my best friends from when I was younger. It was like the people were like, wow, you're weird as shit. And then I'm like, oh wait, I'm weird as shit. We should be friends.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this one, I would just think we just viewed life. We had different values and things like that. And like I said, I, I think she's a great person. And I, I think that she's definitely matured since that time period. And it's definitely one of those things if I was living in that area and we were still doing those get-togethers, I would probably say like we should invite her because mm-hmm. I think that she's a great addition. But she's also mellowed out, right. so things are a lot different. Yeah,
1: and I think you know that's kind of a good summation of where we've gotten with this episode. I think the biggest things that we can do are one, self-reflect for uh, sure; two, outwardly reflect, and then three, overall, just realize that most of what's happening, and if somebody is treating you poorly, it's never personal or. T- highly unlikely that it is personal because even if it feels like an, a personal a personal attack, it really is more a manifestation of that person's own insecurities and their own issues and what they're dealing with and they're internalizing that and they're then projecting, projecting it, it yeah. onto you and for some reason you are a trigger for them. And so a lot of it really doesn't actually have to do with you. And yeah. I think the more you can separate that, the better your life is going to be because you can make you can use that as a basis for your decision. Is is this person worth my time? Mm-hmm. Is this person bringing me value? And if they aren't, well then and they're not treating you right, well like cool, move on. Like yeah. it's not
0: it's, it's like hard. why do you want to be in that person's That's life? Right.
1: It's hard. It can be hard to start over with friends. Totally get it, especially once you're beyond college and you're kind of out of that environment where it's really easy to meet a lot of people who are in similar positions as you. But at the end of the day, it's going to make you feel better. Go out, join an intramural team by yourself. Like, it's scary. Go to a bar by yourself. It's one of the best experiences I've ever had. Super weird. But, like, I have <laughs> zero problem doing it anymore. I I will go and eat dinner by myself. I don't care. Yeah. I joined an intramural team by myself and made some great friends from it. Like, yeah. it's just, at the very least, even if you don't come out of it with best friends. I didn't come out with it out of it with best friends, but I at least, like... Had something to do and fulfill my time with during the week.
0: You put yourself out there, and that's kind of what matters. And, you know, the reality is it's much better to have a couple really close friends that you can always depend on and count on versus having like tons and tons of people that, you know, when push comes to shove, they're just not really there for you. So if you have to cut some people out and whatnot, then that's just kind of what you have to do. I think our hope is just that mean girls won't grow up to be mean women, but that's. That actually tends not <laughs> to be true. Yeah. It tends to be the, the that they do. Um, no, that those insecurities are
1: deep. But I think the the most important things that you can remember are to self-reflect. I think the best thing that I became okay with was the fact that not everyone's going to like me and I just need to find the people that are going gonna... it's, to, it's a mutual relationship. Well, yeah,
0: like that I can pour into them as much as they'll pour into me. Right. And that, that is kind of all I have on Mean Girls. Same. I think we've really talked people's ear off on this topic. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I just think that it's something that we want to make sure that that people don't have to deal with so much. Or that we even just reflect on how our own behaviors could be perceived and that we just work to be more kind to one another. That's really what I'm getting at. Yeah,
1: and I think, I mean, all of these reminders are good because I think it's a lot of, you know, a lot of people probably have these ideas in their head. um, And as cliche as it is of our own self health books and (laughs) all of that, I think all about (laughs) self-help. Having those reminders is actually very powerful because when you're
0: in the moment and you're emotional, it's really easy to forget. Definitely. So this week's sense or senseless topic is going to be reality TV. And part of why we picked this is because reality TV tends to glamorize drama and especially mean girl behavior. If you've ever watched any of the Housewives Mm -hmm. or Bachelor or anything like that. And so we just want to kind of dive into a little bit of, does it make sense, or is it senseless that we have these kinds of shows around?
1: Hmm. I think it's tough, because I think the terminology for what we call reality TV is really dangerous. Mm -hmm. Because it's not actually reality, and that's where... Not like it was originally. Right. Yeah, Like, when it first came out, sure, like, much less scripted, but nowadays it's like, there's cuts and, oh, this person doesn't react in the way that I wanted them to, so I'm going to retake this scene and I'm going to have them, I'm going to coach them into a different reaction. Mm-hmm. And I just think we've carried forth this reality TV connotation when it's actually just so far from reality and that's where it starts to become dangerous. Yeah. And I think we also put people who, I mean, not all of these people sign up for the fame that they're going to get. I mean, maybe they do in some context like obviously they're going to be on tv but a lot of times you never really know how much some of these shows are going to blow up and what face you're putting forward in in front of tv especially when you've got pressure from producers to say you should act this way you should act that way and so i think it can make people get really confused by their behavior and i think even now with how love is blind is blowing up and I've heard recently about The Bachelor and just the hate that these people are actually getting in real life removed from reality TV is really dangerous and completely senseless because these are perfect strangers. And I think it's really easy for us to forget that the behaviors that they're exhibiting on TV are probably and maybe completely different from what, who they actually are as a person and how they might actually approach a situation in real life
0: yeah and I also think we all forget that when you have a camera in front of you twenty four seven that that you're subject to say or do things that are unbecoming of you well, and none of us know how we would react with a camera in front of us twenty four seven because
1: most of us have never been put in that position
0: right, but I just I guess my point is you know i have i've probably for sure said some things that I would not want anyone mm-hmm. to ever hear that I have said. I just don't have a camera or any person who cares enough about things that I've said um, for it to really matter. And that's, I think, what's interesting to me about what happens with a lot of reality TV stars is they do kind of have these cameras chasing them around all the time and cutting and editing in ways that can portray them as not super great. It's Um, really easy to edit somebody's sound and And to like splice it with something else and make it it seem... Make it seem like they're saying something completely different. And I'm not saying that that's what all these producers are doing, but... It can happen, though. And I think Love is Blind is a little unique in comparison to some of the reality TV that we have become accustomed to, because I do think it, since it was such an experiment and a new idea, that we actually did get a little bit more realness from some people that we have often been missing from something like The Bachelor and stuff where... I've literally watched videos where they literally, like, will re-film yep. a greeting. And I'm like, did they really just do that? But with Love is Blind, there, I think there was a little more authenticity there. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I was just, I saw a post by Kelly where it was a screenshot of something that somebody had sent her. And they were just berating her, calling her ugly and short. They literally told her to grow. Do they not know how things work? Like, you can't just make yourself grow. Like, just give yourself a little bit of water, Kelly. Right? Just plant yourself in some soil. Give yourself a little bit of water and sunlight. Put we'll
1: some fertilizer in there and you're going to grow right away.
0: I was literally
1: mind blown. If somebody ever told me that, I would literally lose my shit. Mind you, I'm only 5'3, so that's a real sensitive topic for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I just, I didn't even, I just did not understand it at all. And I just felt. Like sad that people were coming at her. Like, did I love all of her behaviors on the show? Like, no. There are definitely things that I saw about her that I was like, mm, man, I probably wouldn't have done that. But I also don't know what I would have done exactly. And but I also would never message her that and be like, you're a terrible person because I don't fucking know I you, don't know. Kelly. I don't know you, Kelly. You're probably pretty great, <laughs> but maybe you just didn't like Kenny, and maybe that's what everybody just needs to get over. Because well. I think that that's the thing is everybody sees this really nice guy, and they see this girl who just wasn't that into him and then they're all mad at her but if the roles were reversed I'm just saying nobody would be giving that guy shit right I just want to let it be
1: heard well also not only that but like you want to really believe that you've never been that mean to a guy or a girl, and vice versa, someone you really didn't know that well. Because I can promise you, I have been
0: like, not to the I don't know, I've never left anyone at the altar, okay, but <laughs> but I've also never signed up to marry a stranger, exactly. And I don't think that actually how she behaved in the end was anything that terrible. Because, especially spoiler alert, if you watch the reunion, she even said that she was interested in seeing where things could go after and so I think she just had a really realistic idea of the yep. show and she was like I don't know I kind of had these ideas of marriage I think she's a little I don't want to say conservative but traditional and her mindset's Of things that she wanted for her marriage to look like. And she realized that that show format wasn't going to give her that. And so she decided, like, no, I'm not going to say yes on here. But I think that she actually probably was pretty interested in pursuing something outside of that. And unfortunately, that didn't happen. But people don't need to send her death threats. Right. Well, you're also in such... In any reality TV, you're in a
1: compressed environment. You're in close quarters with people. You're put in situations you would never actually be in in real life, or highly unlikely that you would. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, I think it's really easy for us to judge how somebody's going to react in a situation without, like, stepping back and being like, oh, yeah, like, that guy from Tinder that I texted for two days? Yeah, I actually probably talked about him in that way. And it's really no different because these people knew each other for a month and they were signing up to get married.
0: Yeah, so I guess for me, I think reality tv is just one of those things where we all need to like take it with a grain of salt like you said a lot of things are um scripted or staged a little bit I definitely think like they probably had people be like like you're going to be a little bit of the villain or you're going to be a little bit of this character and people are playing those roles and well even like in The Bachelor Tammy was it Tammy
1: they said that like she had gotten death threats and Literally in this article they're like, Oh yeah, she was the villain of this season. They know who they're casting when they put these people on the show. The yeah. producers know who they're looking for. They know how to place things. I mean the whole like God, I hate myself that I even know this. But the whole <laughs> You're welcome.
0: I blame <laughs> we, me. We made her start watching reality TV with us.
1: But yes, I, they do. They I know the never, placement
0: of setups. I had never watched The Bachelor Bachelorette in my life before I lived with And Courtney. now she's watched two seasons.
1: And or three. That's a stretch. I feel like I've...
0: Partially watched. Partially watched. I think it's been like three, though. It's been three.
1: <laughs> but nobody wanted to watch What's
0: Her Faces season, so we really do not None
1: of us really watched that one.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm not going to be a mean girl and say why. <laughs> but I want to. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I think reality TV is, like, funny, and it can kind of be, like, your fix if you <laughs> want drama or just fabricated whatever, but... I think in some ways it kind of, like, makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel better about how I treat people. Because exactly. I'm like, I don't ever talk about people in that way, but... Yeah. So I think it's just one of those things where it's funny and it can be like mindless TV that's just like fun to kind of like see the ins and outs of, you know, semi-famous or famous people's like reality versus your own. But I think that people have to be very careful with taking kind of the way that those individuals operate in their friendships and thinking that you can apply that to any way into your own friendships. And I don't know. That's just kind of what I've noticed, like, especially with like some of the housewives situations, is just there's a lot of gossip and there's a lot of mean girl behavior that goes on. And I know that's what sells, that's what makes it more interesting. If it was just everybody getting along and being peaceful, we probably wouldn't watch it. So I totally understand what they're marketing toward, but I would just really encourage people to know that like that's a show. Yep. And behaving like that in your own relationships is, is probably going to make you a cast of one.
1: So, so. sensor senseless
0: reality TV oh I mean I really Courtney really loves it (laughs) I just it's like my it's like my guilty pleasure but I think it doesn't make sense to think that that's how your friendships are going to be or that that's going to be your reality
1: yeah so it's
0: makes sense for something silly to watch it's senseless in terms of being like practical application of life (laughs) (laughs) you mean you don't look for life advice off of reality TV not right now (laughs) <laughs> Maybe if it was like, who was the um, uh, the doctor that you could call in and get like relationship advice on on like MTV? Daddy Him. Phil? No. MTV. I don't remember. I want to Google it. <laughs> Dr. Drew, you can get real life advice from. That was before my time. Sorry that you're a fucking infant. <laughs> <laughs> what year was Dr. Drew? 96 to 2000, okay? <laughs> It wasn't even that applicable to me. I know that you were like, she was still pissing her pants, guys.
1: I was two years old
0: when She was literally still pissing her pants. Okay, I'm officially old. <laughs> so with that, guys, we are going to wrap things up. And we just want to remind you that you can find us on Instagram, at senselesspod, and on Twitter, at senseless underscore pod. If you want to send us feedback, topic suggestions, or let us know what your thoughts are on Mean Girls, your experiences, Um, you know, as a victim of a a mean girl or as being a mean girl, then you can send us an email at senselesspod at gmail.com and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for tuning back in. Don't be a bitch. (laughs) Moral of the story. (laughs)